Thunder. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Lots to look at in the market trade today. Of course, if you if you had a chance to glance at the numbers, there was a bit of green on the screen for the corn and the beans. Not so much in the wheat market, but we're going to kind of start out talking about what kind of a recap as to what happened in this trade today as Jeff Peterson joins us. He is with Heartland Farm Partners. And Jeff, nice to finish out the week with some positives for corn and, and beans because we had some struggles this week. Oh, you know what? It, it definitely was some struggles this week, you know, and we, we came into last week, you know, it was a lot of fun a week ago to talk about the markets and where they are at. But this week is a little different story. You know, as we take a look at first of December corn futures right now where we're closing, you know, we'd be down about 12 cents for the week uh, on the December 20, December 21. You know, it actually fared just a slight bit uh, better. It was actually only down about even three quarters. And over on the soybean side, soybeans got hit hard, you know, down approximately 39 for the week on the November 20. And then out there on the November 21 futures, we'd actually have those down about 29 cents is where we've, we've got those. So had some pressure there. And, and what was interesting about it, Susan, <clears throat> is we go back and look, it really all kind of started actually about last Friday. There was a little bit of weakness showing up in the market, and but where it really showed its head, I'd say, as it came into the trade on Sunday night and where we first started seeing that is some, some weakness in the Malaysian palm oil. And when the Malaysian palm oil, that uh, also gave some weakness to the soybean oil in China, and those two then spilled over into the soybean oil in the U.S., which then put pressure on soybeans. And soybeans, honestly, has been kind of pulling corn along with it uh, on its own corn probably wouldn't have made the move that it's had and wouldn't have had the improvements that we've had, but it's got pulled along with soybeans. So when we had those things all coming together, uh, that, that put enough pressure because what we've, what we've got, if we sit back and look at the environment here, we've, we've had a situation where oil has been, been really going strong and oil's been going up dramatically price-wise in South America, or excuse me, in China. Uh, the soybean oil and the Malaysian palm oil. So that had been a big driver. And when those kind of started pulling back, there just wasn't enough buying to step in to help us from having our pullback. So when you look at the way the corn and the beans traded, and obviously had a lot of factors that kind of pulled them down, are those factors going to influence next week and it's the last week of September? You know, <clears throat> a couple things we got to look at. Um, we're coming down into some areas, and it was good to see the positiveness in the market today. Um, we're coming down into some areas where we are getting some support, and and that's good to see. On the soybeans first, uh, 982 is an area where we've got some support, um, which would be about 15 to 18 cents below us, some very strong support there. And we kind of came down in the area we traded down in this morning. There was kind of some weaker support and over on the corn side. You know, we've really got uh, some strong support in the 363 area on December futures, which, you know, that'd be a little over 10, 10, 12 cents below where we're, we're trading here today. And, and so that's, uh, we've got that out there, but something that people always talk about. So let's look at, you know, we're coming into quarter end, we're coming into month end, and there's always get to be some positioning. And, and we also have been looking for purchases from China and, you know, they've been buying a lot from us. Uh, they've actually, uh, the last two days, they haven't showed up buying soybeans. But prior to that, there have been 14 days in a row in which they've been a buyer. And, and now they're going to be going next week, middle of the week, October 1st through the 7th. They're going to be on their, their autumn holiday. So they, it's not that they don't buy during then. They sure could. So that, that's a few of the things we've got kind of 
mixing around out there in the market, Susan. Are the funds having a lot of impact on the trade at this point? You know, they, they've been a primary driver, honestly, in, in bringing this market up higher. And, you know, that had been very helpful. We had the funds this morning, uh, corn along about 56,000 contracts on soybeans. We had them at 200,000 contracts long. So when you, you think about that, each contract's 5,000 bushels. So that's a billion bushels long on the soybean side. And on the Chicago wheat side, long about 23,000. Now, there'll be a new commitment to trader report this afternoon that will come out at 3 o'clock. That report will give us the information as of this previous Tuesday. And then we'll be able to kind of recalibrate and see how close our numbers are. So, yeah, the funds have been something we want to watch really close. When we've had this pullback in here, one thing we've noticed, the funds haven't necessarily been there to step in and buy quite like what we'd see. But we've had such a strong move. So so we do want to keep a close eye on them and make sure they do step back into this market. Because if we're going to get this market to take another leg higher, you know, we're, we're going to have to have them participating. Well, we know that the weather in South America has been uh, on the drier side for the most part. And is that in the near future going to stay the same? Well, it kind of looks like it. I mean, we know that uh, we're now officially in a La Nina. And, and what that uh, says, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean the weather that we're having in South America right now is all because of that. We know that up in Mato Grosso and Mato Grosso de Sol, uh, this time of year, if the, if the rains haven't came in yet, the, the, the rainier season hasn't started, we know that that's a, an event that happens every year. So they are a little drier up there. They could be planning. They're kind of holding off a little bit. And they've got a window of time in here. You know, we can see them planning in October and, and then even get into planning in November. But we know when they do that, that that does push back, uh, you know, when the safrina crop gets planted, which if it pushes back that safrina crop uh, too long, that'd be the crop that they'll put on after they harvest these beans that they haven't even planted yet. That can push it into a drier time and, and that in regard to the pollination. And as a result of that, that could mean some lower yields, which is good for our corn export demand, you know, way down the road. But in the interim, uh, the shorter period, if they get their beans in later, that means our window might be a little bit longer here. So, you know, as we get into the first part of the year, what we've got is that there could be some exports. Maybe we can sneak in some exports in January in, instead of having to stop in December, Susan. Well, and we know that China is obviously going to be keeping a very close eye, not only on our harvest, which we'll talk about after the break, but they're going to keep a close eye on what's happening in South America. Most definitely. Well, stick around, folks. We do have a lot more coming up, as I alluded to. We're going to talk harvest progress. We know combines in the fields like crazy across the upper Midwest. We'll take a look at that and, and all the talk that's been on social media, as well as to what those yields have been. More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we're continuing our conversation with Jeff Peterson of Heartland Farm Partners. And Jeff, this has got to be by far my favorite time of year. I mean, I've always loved fall, but as the harvest is underway and you got that harvest smell in the air, you know that there's excitement because it's, you know, the final ends to a, a very long summer for many. Oh, that's exactly right. It's a fun time to see that everything, the hard works came into play and everything that God's given us in this harvest. It's such a great time of the year to see that. I, I do love it, too. So what are you hearing when it comes to harvest progress across the Midwest? You know, it's moving along really quick. Um, what I what I think we're going to find is that we're going to find some of our guys. We've got a few guys up in northwest Iowa that are finishing up. 
We've got a few guys in South uh, Central Nebraska that I think will probably finish up here into this weekend. Now, we've got other guys that haven't even started yet. We've got some of our customers up in Minnesota that haven't really been had a chance to get going yet. So what it kind of looks like is this weekend into the first few days of next week will probably be about as many people harvesting as there will be on the bean side. And the reason I say that is that we're going to have people finishing and then there'll be more starting, but the balance will kind of come into play. Yields uh, kind of all over the board. Uh, it just depends on your area and it depends on the management practices. But starting in Nebraska first, up in northeast Nebraska, as a general rule on the dry land, we'd probably say yields are off 12 to 17 bushels the acre uh, compared to last year. And as we get into some of the irrigated areas, as we move you know, in that area, move down into south central area or any of the areas on the irrigation, the irrigated beans so far seem to be doing pretty good. We're hearing some examples where they may be two to three bushels better, three to four bushels better than last year. We don't have a lot of people into irrigated beans yet. That will continue to come along, but it sure seems like the irrigated beans are going to be good. As we move into Iowa, it's, it's really a mixed bag. It just really depends on where you're at. We've got some customers up in northwest Iowa that honestly would have stuff within two or three bushels of where they were last year, but you've got other things that are 12 or 15 below. So if we talk, you know, in about a week here, we'll get a feel. Um, currently for Nebraska, NAS has the yield about 1.5 bushels higher than it would have been a year ago. We think that yield could come down for Nebraska about five bushels. Currently over in Iowa, they've got that yield only one bushel lower than than it would have been last year. We think with the dry conditions and the direct that they had across there, we think that yield could easily come down about five bushels there. Now, if we bring the bushels down five in Nebraska, that only brings the national yield down about three-tenths of a bushel. If we bring it down five bushels over in Iowa because they plant more acres, that will bring the yield down about six-tenths nationally. So bringing those two together, you know, could we see an adjustment on the national yield yet? Yeah, we sure could yet. I think it drifts lower as we go forward. And, of course, I'm sure folks are getting anxious to find out what corn looks like, especially with all the issues we've seen across the Midwest this growing season. Yeah, and we don't have a good feel. You know, some of the early stuff that's came out uh, on some of the high moisture stuff, it just really depends on where it's at. So I hate to really even address that yet. So we'll really be kind of ready to talk about that here in a probably week, week and a half. So, Okay, with corn and soybean market, where are we going to be focused going forward? I mean, we're headed the kind of the downhill stretch of the growing year. Yeah, we really are. And I, and I think what we sit back on and just look at big picture, what's, what's going on? Well, soybeans have been the driver. If soybeans don't continue to work their way higher, then, then we'll see both soybeans pull back if there isn't conditions there to keep them going. And then that's going to go ahead and pressure the corn market. A few things that the market's watching for, I would say. There's some of those technical targets I've mentioned at 983 areas, uh, a key area that we've got over there on soybeans and and I'd say in the, you know, the 363 type area there on the corn side is the important area too. But it's also going to be looking next week. We've got the quarterly stocks report out uh, on, on Wednesday on the 30th. And, and what it's going to be looking for there is it's going to see, you know, with the stocks that are on farm and off farm, it's going to see where, where's our ending stocks actually turn, you know, turn up for the 2019 crop year, which ended here at the end of August of 2020. The other thing it's going to be looking for is does China show back up and buy some bushels? And uh, those are going to be a couple of big things, along with the yield information. So we know we've got NAS out there. They're going to be out there starting uh, later this week, or actually probably early part of next week into the following week, getting their objective yield data in place. And there will be more surveys going out into the farmers. So 
the big thing that will be focused on is what are these yields going to be going forward. And I'm sure, Jeff, a lot of focus is going to be on Iowa as they get into those fields and attempt to get those crops picked up. Yes, most definitely. So where could we see corn and bean prices be different on the yields? Yeah, and that's something that's interesting. So what we did is that we take a look. We, we look at the stocks to use side. And, and one of the things that as we look at that, I'll just give you an example. Right now, you know, the stocks to use are at about 17%. And that's where we take the ending stocks divided by total demand. Last year on the 2019 crop, it was 16.5%. And, and last fall, the market uh, early in September went down to 357 and then traded back down there again as we got into November. Now, the thing that I would say about this is that if the yield does come down a little bit, you know, then then we have a chance to go ahead and maybe give us a little bit of firmness there. But that that's kind of where we think the market could trade back to in the short term. Lots of stuff to look at as we wrap up the month of September. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Yeah, give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com or follow me on Twitter at jeffpeterson01. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss are not suitable for all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Battle brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all of your local Fontenelle dealers on the Rural Radio Network.